You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be discussing the importance of temporaries in the smile design process, including a few tips and tricks. Our guest is Dr. Jennifer Durse, who has a restorative and cosmetic dentistry practice in Denver, Colorado, and is a mentor at the Koi Center in Seattle. Before we get started, I would like to mention that Dr. Durse's webinar titled How to Structure Your Cosmetic Workflow is now available as an on-demand webinar on VivaLearning.com. Simply type in the search field Durse, D-E-R-S-E, and you'll see it. It's an excellent webinar for the entire dental team. Dr. Durse, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure to be here. To begin, tell us why temporaries are such an important step in the smile design process. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, temporaries to me are the most important part of the smile design process because they play a large role in multiple factors. One of the biggest factors is that they are a way to communicate your structure, your your aesthetics, your size and shape, and the way maybe a new bite might feel with your patient. So patients often can't fully conceptualize their new smile and what it's going to look like in their face until it's actually in their face. You can do the renderings and you can do, you know, show them a mock-up, but until it's really in and they go out and they function with it in and they chew and they speak, they don't fully grasp it. And they might show you photos of their teeth. And, you know, usually when they show you a picture of what they like, the only alignment I've ever seen is that they're like, they're straight, bright teeth. The shapes are different. The translucency is different. And they don't put that together. So we use temporaries to give them a better perspective of their smile. Yeah. So you're really managing patient expectations in a lot of ways, correct? Yes, absolutely. So it manages their expectations so that you can then, this leads to communication with your lab. So it's imperative that once you have your temporaries perfected to the patient's desire that you scan and, or impress them or whatever methodology you use, photograph and send this to the lab in, as part of the smile design process. That way the lab can use that scan to create almost a 3D copy of the temporaries and use it as their template for your ceramic restorations. Yeah. And you're a mentor at the Coy Center, which is really impressive. John Coy is an old friend of mine from way back. And you probably studied under him regarding occlusion. So tell us how temporization really is important to manage the occlusion and, and also get the patient to understand what they should be expecting in the final delivery regarding occlusion. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that I have found most of the time, somebody comes in for a smile design and it's often the the requirements that they have, the reasons they're anterior wear or whatever it is, has been the result of occlusal disease. So in order to address the disease so that that can be supportive of their new smile, you have to address the occlusion. And even if you may deprogram your patient or give them an opportunity before you really start the process to have an idea, um, the reality is they really start to feel their occlusion and understand it in their temporaries. I have videos of patients who, once you put them in the proper occlusion in their temporaries, they'll bite and they'll say, oh my gosh, they make that bite sound that sounds so perfect. And they're like, I've never had such a good bite before, which is, you know, one of the things that Dr. Koi speaks about in his lectures. And when you get to give them that in their temporaries, that gives them that trial run, the, the test drive of their, of their new bite. And 
it's really a gratifying feeling every time you do it. So when it comes to veneer preps, what have you found to be the most effective method for retaining temporaries on veneer preparations? You've read my mind. So the most important part of temporary retention is having proper occlusion. Temporary should never hit on the front teeth when the patient bites down. I've seen cases where patients might come to me in their temporaries from another doctor, and if the occlusion's not addressed and they're hitting on front teeth, they're breaking off their anterior temporaries. Remember, if front teeth are worn down, there's a reason for that, and you have to diagnose that. The other thing that is also important for retention is to just spot bond your temporaries on. And using that shrink wrap technique, if you use a good solid uh, temporary material, the majority of the time, if you've got good occlusion and you shrink wrap the temporaries on, they don't come off. I do like to, when, once I've created this, the smile that I like with the temporaries, give the patients an Essex retainer in for their post-op appointment for them to sleep in at night. And that way, if something comes off, they can put it in over the temporaries until they come back in for repair. I have a true story. My sister-in-law texted me at 2 a.m. from Las Vegas. She was eating onion rings at 2 a.m. And hmm. so unfortunately, yeah. she couldn't get back in from Vegas. And she had that Essex to use as her backup. Um, and at that point, you just, when they come back in, you just bond and freehand and repair it with some composite. But sometimes people do some pretty dumb stuff in their temporaries, even if you give them proper instructions. Yeah. Onion rings are delicious, but they'll do it every time, right? So, yeah. so temporaries stain, right? I mean, we know mm -hmm. that they are misacrylic materials that, that will certainly pick up some stain. What do you do to manage that? And what kind of post-op instructions do you give your patients regarding this? Yes. So, you know, there are some really fun spices that come from some fabulous restaurants out there that turn temps into very festive colors. So I'll remind patients, anything that could stain a white t-shirt can stain your temporaries if you excessively use it. So if you are drinking, you know, eight cups of black coffee a day, rinse afterwards, just clean that off. And if you just take care of them, they really don't stain. If you abuse them, they can darken over time. So I also remind them, cut your food, don't bite into baby carrots on your front teeth, keep them clean and life is great. And even when people get veneers, you still advise them, you know, they're not tools, they're not nail clippers, they're not there to tie flies, they're there to use as proper teeth. Now, there's a lot of materials out there on the market that clinicians can use to make temporaries. So how does one decide which ones to purchase? What are some of the considerations that are important when it comes to purchasing a system for the office? Oh, absolutely. Well, I've been using structure for well over a decade. and I haven't found a better bang for the buck yet. So um, one of the main reasons I love it is that it's really predictable. It's got a one-to-one -one ratio of the acrylic to composite. So some of the other products, when you mix them, might have a four-to-one or a 10-to-one ten, ten ratio of materials. So you've got to bleed it more. And then sometimes if you bleed it before they put on the tip, it'll come out goopy and doesn't mix correctly. And then you go to take off your... Um, you know, your, your temporary matrix and you've got a gooey mess. It didn't, it didn't set up. So it's just difficult to incorrectly mix that one-to-one -one ratio. The other thing, recently I went down a rabbit hole in PubMed. And if you think about this acrylic ratio is that many of the other brands have more acrylic in them. And when I was 
doing this PubMed research, there's a lot of articles about acrylic allergies. Um, we can thank the nail salons actually for creating this reason for research because in dermatology, when some people have allergic reactions to acrylic nails. So if you think about that, we're gonna put that in somebody's mouth and on their tissue, we wanna have the least amount of acrylic possible. There's also less shrinkage when you're using less acrylic. If the temporary is removable, like a more of a posterior crown type temporary, the fit's more predictable and it doesn't have to sit on the tooth as long to set up and it doesn't get as hot. So that's more pulp friendly. There's also a few different options when you use structure. Structure yeah. is the name of the product. To clarify for our audience, that that's the name of the actual product, and that's made by Voco? Yes. Structure is made by Voco. Structure has a couple of options. The structure I use is designed more for the longer span applications that happen the majority of the time in my practice. I go with Structure 2 most of the time. Um, you want, when you're doing a smile makeover where all those units are connected to have that strength and be able to, you know, address the patient's demand for that aesthetic outcome. I've also found that the nano-filled structure gives you that balance of strength with great polishability. I like to polish my temporaries and I go through the, the four phases of flexi-discs. But if you want to do something maybe quicker and you're short on time and you're not going to go through all of the adjustments that structure premium you wipe off that oxygen inhibition layer and they already look like they're polished so you've also got a really really stunning option with the structure premium so it gives you you have choices of what you can work with within the structure family but to be honest i often default to the structure too my patients aren't in their temporaries that long and it works great and the cost is incredibly reasonable so when you compare the chair time savings with the premium, does it take you longer to manage the uh, polishing of the structure too, where it would make a difference? It does, actually. So if I'm going to use structure two, I'm going to spend a little bit more time polishing it, um, which I'll use with those 3M flexi discs. But when it comes to using the structure premium, oftentimes you don't have to polish anything. So if I want to make sure that my patient has that surface texture and lobing in their temporaries, and I don't want to, I don't want to polish that away, right? So I'm going to use a structure premium for those kind of patients where I want to make sure they see what it means to have these beautiful, bright, white teeth, but I'm trying to convince them to keep some surface texture in their temporaries. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So for the routine procedure where you're fabricating these temporaries and they're, they're long span temporaries or they're even single crowns or even veneers, um, for the routine cases, you can use structure two for those considerations that you just explained, you would use the premium. Yep, absolutely. So let's talk about duration for a minute. For some patients, it's required that they wear their temporary for an extended period of time. So when it comes to structure two, how long could you have the patient in a temporary, if made correctly, where you feel confident that it continues to do its job. Can you get 24 months out of it? I haven't gone two years with structure. Probably the longest term temporary I've done with structure is nine months on an aesthetic case because of some of the tissue surgeries that were going, the patient was going through. And it looked great. It lasted. The patient took care of them. And, you know, the color stayed beautiful. Um, but I've also done milled temporaries for some of the longer term patients where you're going closer to five years. But the structure is, is solid. So just because of the margins and my trimming of the margins, I like a milled temporary if I'm going to go longer than Absolutely. a year. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. No, I think you've given us great insight, Dr. Durst, into 
the importance, uh, first of all, of temporization in the smile design process. You talked about occlusion, you talked about patient expectations. Just to close, we didn't talk much about shade. Does this system have a shade system where you could aesthetically match what the patient is expecting? Yes. So Structure has multiple shades available. I like to keep three shades on hand in my practice. Shade A3, the B1, and the BL shade. And the reason behind all three of those, most patients, when they're doing a smile makeover, want to be in that brighter, lighter shade. So they're going to want to go for the BL shade. And I give them that opportunity so that they get to see, you know, what their teeth are going to look like that much brighter. So I also think it's really important to use your temporary design as your reduction guide so that you make sure you have the proper thickness in your preparation design. So in my role as, as a clinical director over 45 doctors, I get to interact with the labs and see, you know, what, what kind of feedback they give for me to be able to mentor some of the younger doctors in our, in our company. And most commonly missed will be an under reduction on oftentimes a distal line angle on a, on a veneer. We want to create this prep less environment for our veneers, but at the same time, you still have to make sure you are either adding enough or reducing those couple areas that might stick out and need a little bit more reduction. So I will use the A3 structure because it's darker than the natural two structure usually. And I'll put that on, prep that back, peel it off, and then I can see if there's anywhere that I need to make a little bit of an adjustment. It just creates an increased accuracy to your preparation design. Dr. Durst, thank you so much for your insight. And um, we encourage everyone to take a look at that webinar that Dr. Durst did, again, titled Structure Your Cosmetic Workflow. That's something you can look up on vivalearning.com. Again, just look up Durst, D-E-R-S-E, and you'll find it. Thank you very much, Dr. Durst. Thank you so much for having me.